as a lake in Kamloops holds secrets about being the cradle of life? I mean, that sounds absolutely extraordinary, doesn't it? Well, scientists from the University of Washington have actually launched a groundbreaking study to try and figure that out. So we obviously want to know all about it. Dr. David Catling is with us now, a professor of astrobiology at the University of Washington and a senior author of this study. Dr. Catling, thanks for being here. Hello, good morning. What is so extraordinary about this particular location? Well, if you want to make life, you want to make genetic molecules. And, you know, probably a lot of people have had the COVID vaccine, which is the one with the RNA. And RNA and DNA have a lot of phosphate in them. It's basically, we call it the backbone of those molecules. But you don't really find that in nature. It's usually thousands, millions of times less in nature than you actually need to make those molecules from scratch. So we were kind of looking for places that have the highest concentration of this stuff in the world. And it turned out there's a lake about 150 kilometers northwest of Kamloops near the town of Clinton that has the highest phosphate level in the world. So we went there. The highest phosphate level in the world? Like, was it just randomly testing lakes? How did you find this out? Well, actually, it came about a funny way. It was tucked away, or at least the first, the measurement, the only measurement we knew of was tucked away in the back matter of a, of a master's thesis from the University of Saskatchewan. And uh, we were just, you know, surveying the literature and it's like, oh, you know, the student measured this in, in the 1990s. They didn't really realize that it was the highest level, but we did. And so we thought, well, we better go there and, and do some more work and see why this is. So that's, that was the objective of the study is to try to understand whether this, you know, how, how this came about and whether actually it'd be more likely um, at the origin of life about four billion years ago. And we think both of those things, uh, well, we answered one of them and, and we think it's true that more lakes would be like this on the early earth. Uh, okay, so what is it about this particular lake then that that makes it like this? Well, it's a very shallow lake, so it's only about, you know, 30 centimeters deep a foot, uh, even, you know, at its deepest, which is in, in June after the sort of spring rains. And then it also dries up in the summertime, not completely, there is water underneath the sort of crust of salt. It's a bit like a creme brulee, and a bit treacherous to walk across during the summertime because you can crack through the crust and and uh, and basically go into sort of water and quicksand underneath. But but when it dries up, you know, the uh, as it dries up, this this concentrates the chemicals, and actually it concentrates them to a level that chemists would use in the lab to make RNA from scratch. You know, not just just from inorganic chemicals. You make a biomolecule. So, and as far as we know, it's the only place where that occurs, or, or more or less, maybe there's one other um, in California, but this is basically the place where you get the right, you know, the sweet spot, so to speak. Right. Now that you describe it this way and tell us, now I wonder, how has this gone unnoticed for so many years? Well, I guess people just were not thinking about what you need for the origin of life, and they didn't, you know, these experiments that people have done in the lab in test tubes and flasks are, re- are fairly recent, and, you know, what actual levels you can you can use. So I think that's one of the things, it's just ongoing research. The other thing is that, you know, it's in a rural area, 
um, away from away from the beaten track. It's not a place you'd ordinarily go to. You wouldn't turn down this dirt track and you know try to avoid the deer and the cows and and in the in June be covered in in mosquitoes to want to kind of go and look at this thing. But um, but we did, and so we think that you know it, it goes back to an old idea which was from Charles Darwin in the uh, 1900, in the 1800s, 1871, he proposed life probably began in something like what he called a, a little pond, and it would have to be shallow to concentrate the necessary ingredients. So this basically is like Darwin's little pond. Okay, so what are you doing with this information then? Well, we were trying to understand, you know, why should it be like this? And, and the answer is, you know, phosphate normally gets locked up in insoluble minerals. So if you think about what's inside your mouth, your teeth is calcium phosphate. And you probably noticed this morning that, you know, your teeth didn't dissolve because it's a very insoluble stuff, uh, the, the enamel on your teeth. And and so that's where most of the phosphate ends up in the world. Um, in, and so natural waters are very, very low in this. Um, and what happens in this lake is that the calcium, the partner in this in this scheme, gets gets taken out into another mineral called dolomite. Maybe you've heard of the dolomites in Italy that they're, they're mm-hmm. made of this magnesium calcium carbonate. And so so the phosphate can build up um, in the water in this particular type of lake, which is called a, a soda lake, rich in sodium carbonate, like you know, like baking soda. It's a kind of like a baking soda lake. And it is a type of lake that occurs elsewhere, but this is kind of the most um, extreme example in some ways. So we think that the other thing about this lake is that it's sitting on top of the Caribou Plateau. And the geology of that plateau is it's a stack of lava flows. Um, and it's the kind of place that would have occurred on the, on the early Earth. Imagine the Earth before in life. There's lots of volcanic plains. Lots of, if you just looked around, it would be barren, a bit like parts of Hawaii where lavas have erupted. And this kind of lake develops, the chemistry of this kind of lake develops on, on lava plains. So we just we think these lakes would have been all over the early Earth and, and would have been cradles for life to originate. And so you're kind of getting a window into the past with this, aren't you? We do, yeah. Often, often when we, we look at the present, you know, things are so different because, you know, every lake you look has, has got little creatures in it. This one's no exception. There's some kind of algae around the edges, not very much. Um, and there's, there's, there's critters, you know, microbes and what have you that are living in the lake. And they usually change things a lot. So if you're trying to look in modern places to what the early, light, early Earth was like, you know, you have to kind of modify your thinking and say, well, what would it be like without these algae? And th- in this particular case, the lake is quite salty, so not much can live in it. And so it's a bit like, you know, the prebiotic lakes where there wouldn't be anything living in it by definition. It's just that this one's not not a place where you really want to um, to live if you're right. If, if you're. If, yeah. Today. The, the irony, though, Dr. Catling, is that this lake is actually has a name. It's called Last Chance Lake. But really, it's not Last Chance Lake at all, is it? <laughs> no, it's more like the first chance of <laughs> first chance of life kind of lake. But, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. So a lot of these lakes have. Uh, whimsical names i guess the first explorers were maybe looking for water or something i guess this was this was the last chance but they would have been (laughs) sorry because it's like a baking soda lake and 
not something you and very salty, not something you want to drink. And and then it's next to one door, like a hundred meters away. There's another lake called Good Enough Lake, which is not quite good enough for us actually because it it doesn't have the same levels of phosphate. It does have high phosphate as lakes go, but not quite the same as Last Chance. Well, this is so fascinating. Thank you for telling us all about it right in our own backyard. Um, thanks for having me. That's Dr. David Catling, professor of astrobiology at the University of Washington and senior author of this study, where they're kind of looking for the ingredients that, you know, kind of push life along. And they think they have found it in this lake, Last Chance Lake uh, near Kamloops, about 150 kilometers northwest of Kamloops. And they find that it is, has these unique ingredients, highest level of phosphates they found in a lake anywhere, actually. And it is right here in B.C.